Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Frank Martineau. What has happened in Jacksonville, Florida? Boy, it's been a while, and um, hope you missed us. That would be a good thing if you missed us. Just enough, not too much. Need a break from us. But you got us back. And now the countdown is on. Two weeks from today, we will be like, boom, training camp. And uh, then another, like, ten days after that, it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. Raiders and Jags. It's the induction for Tony Baselli. A week after that, it's first preseason game. A month after that, it's the first regular season game. So here we go. The countdown is on. We know the dates. And uh, now we can start looking forward to it. But the hiatus was not bad. It was okay. Like, it's okay to get away for a little bit. Like, that is fine. I enjoyed it. Still got a lot of work done. Casey was still working back here. Aaron was still working back here. They got a lot more work done than I did, most likely. Um, but, uh, and the good news is hopefully we'll unveil some of that stuff that we are working on over the next uh, couple of weeks. So hope you're having a heck of a summer. Hope you had a good 4th of July and, uh, everybody stayed safe and had a lot of fun. And, uh, it's been raining like crazy around here now for the last uh, couple of weeks after we didn't get a lot of rain in June and you're not alone. It's raining up in Atlanta where we had some ball. It was thunderstorming out in Denver, Colorado in the afternoons where, uh, we had some ball. Uh, in the mountains, and then it was, of course, thunderstorming down in Fort Myers. I tweeted this yesterday, Saturday or something. Uh, By the way, like, very limited on Twitter the last couple weeks, like, for me. You really have been, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like I was crazy on Twitter. And down in southwest Florida, they have some fantastic golf courses. And when I go to travel ball tournaments, Ty likes to play golf, and I like to play golf, so... Uh, we hope he goes like two for three in a game. They win a game, and then we go play eighteen holes. Like that's how it, that's how it works. That's the formula, right? All right. And uh, well, the weather. First of all, our game schedule was a little bit different. You, we've been playing a lot of eight or ten in the morning games. This one was like twelve thirty and two forty five. So on those days, you just can't play. Can't play before. Can't play after. Well, Saturday it set up pretty well for us. We were going to be done relatively early. We go play in the afternoon. I'm calling around golf courses at 3.15, 3.30, and they are, like, shut down. Really? They, it, you could not play golf. You couldn't play 18 holes. There are some you could go play nine, and the rate stayed the same for nine. Are you kidding me? The rate stayed the same for nine as it was for 18? I'm not coming to your golf course. Yeah, it's scum. But there's a lot of good golf courses down there, and we're trying to play, and they all shut down because, you know what? Nobody plays golf in the summer in southwest Florida, and nobody plays golf in the afternoon in southwest Florida. And I get it because of the storms and it's so dang hot. But my goodness, utilize the daylight, people. I want to give you my business. I couldn't believe that we couldn't play. I was so mad. I was really mad. Like, I was angry. Because it's weird for us to go a whole week on a baseball trip like in a state where you can play a lot of golf and not play once. Yeah, it's odd. And so I was kind of disappointed. But you should was, have made your way down to like Sarasota area. Yeah, and I don't know if it would have been much different. It I mean, would have been. Would, you think, oh, it would have been? From there, Brent. Now, from Fort Myers, that, that's a bit of a hike. No, it is. 100%. You got to be committed. And and by the way, like, uh, man, that area is busy. Sarasota. I tell you what. Who are you telling? Yeah, your hometown. Like, your hometown's where? Palmetto. It is. Okay, so uh, I don't really know that. So here's the best way I can describe it to you. If you're coming from Fort Myers, 
The first thing you hit is Venice, right? Oh, yeah. Then Sarasota, then Bradenton, then Palmetto. Oh, so it's after Bradenton. Yeah, but it's pretty much is Bradenton. It's like right over the uh, the river. But if you're on like 75, there's no exit for Palmetto. Oh, you there is. No, no, no. Right there's near, Parrish. Is it, is it near that like Ellington, Ellington? Yes, I used to work at the mall. Okay, okay. I used to work at the Auntie Anne's in there, Brent. Uh, well, I got so I get off one of the exits, and man, they had everything. I was just trying to get a Starbucks, and I had to go to the bathroom like on our way back up uh, yesterday. And right. I mean, they had everything. Like I said, man, I want to stay here and just eat for the next few days. Yeah, a lot of like places that not like the routine like chain places too, but this this exit was packed with everything. I was like holy, even Todd's like, man, this is busy. <laughs> I'm trying to think I, where you were, but uh, I, it's right where you take. I think it was like. Does it make sense if it, I say it's like exit one thirteen? Nope. No. Okay. I lived on three twenty nine. Okay. So what about three thirteen? Mm. Might have been. I feel like it was a thirteen. So it, it might have been three thirteen. It was like a big exit though. A lot of mall area and everything else. Hmm. And I don't know exactly where it was. I should have looked. But for this conversation. But anyway, the whole, it's, it's amazing. I'm, like, we talk about how much is growing in Jacksonville. You can tell it's growing over there, too, uh, in a big way. And we know Tampa is, like, fast growing. And, but come on, golf courses in southwest Florida. That's the moral of this story. Will you stay open so we can play? Please. We don't have that problem in Jacksonville. They don't close golf courses down at 5 and 6 o'clock at night. No, they do not. Play until it's sun goes down, damn it. Anytime. Use that Dream 18 card. Any place. Turn the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how was your 4th of July? How was your couple of weeks? Uh, I know you didn't miss me. It's good to get away from me. Uh, yeah, didn't miss you. Hey, real quick, before we go any farther, can we please clap it up for Zach Wilson? Yeah, are we I thought it was like a whole hour of the show. Today. No, it's going to be. We're also going to start calling for an hour. Yeah, we're just going to clap the whole show. Well done. Uh, <laughs> I've disrespected him for the last time, and we're also going to start calling him Zach Milfson. So... <laughs> That's a thing, and we're going to continue on with that. We'll uh, make it a thing for the rest of life. Uh, yeah, that's so crazy about this is how heralded you can be without being very good at the quarterback position already. Love uh, the guy. Yet. But now he's like superstar. I'll like, never Jersey, disrespect him Jersey again. sales are about to go up. Hey, tell you what, I may or may not have ordered one. Why is that in our culture so, like, looked upon in, in a golf clap way? Oh, no, that was a full-on applause, but... Uh, I mean, he cheated on his girlfriend with his mom's best friend. There you go. Like, that shouldn't be applauded. Should had to it? finish the sentence. What kind of world do we live in? You had to finish the sentence. You know, should it be applauded? No, we do not support cheating here. But when you finish the sentence with mom's best friend, I guess we know why. <laughs> I guess we know why he didn't want his mom on Instagram because he knew this would eventually come out. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, I mean, straight out of American Pie. It's so good. What am I? What am I? It's right out of American Pie. Yeah. So <laughs> everything else that happened to me during the two weeks is pretty much minimal to what we found out about Zach Wilson. So, but, hey, by the way, everything anybody's done for the last two weeks is minimal to Amen. Zach Wilson. Hey, man. You know what I'm saying? I did say this to you. I think I was thinking of it last night. What did we miss? It's like I, I have this um, stuff. I have this thought locally. Okay. And I, by the way, I, there's a lot going on, like Wimbledon and Open Championship Week and all these kind of things, right? Yeah. But. Uh, we actually did watch a lot of the tennis, but that's how much is not going on. You know, <laughs> there's baseball and there's like tennis and there's a little golf. But uh, I think locally and, and people are afraid to say this sometimes that it gets like slow or it's not. Listen, the, the obvious thing is it's a football area and football does kind of go somewhat dormant for a few weeks. Not a lot of weeks, but about a month or so before camp and in between like the training camps, the mini camps, I'm sorry. Uh, of June. those kind of dormant. There was a little news here or there. There's some fun talking points here or there. But, I mean, they get away, too. 
And the NFL, the shield actually like hides <laughs> for a little bit. And so in our town, I mean, there was some big college football news, by the way. I think that's probably the biggest one. I mean, we are seeing the changing of the landscape, and it's kind of slowly happening, but also going to happen fast. When you have USC and UCLA, which makes no sense, having to play Rutgers in the Big Ten, I mean, what the hell are we doing in college sports? Yeah, it's a wild thing. That, to me, I think was the biggest thing that I really, because I was away, I didn't have to talk about a lot, but I didn't digest it as much as I should have, and... I was like, wow, that is really happening. Like, I can't get over that. Like, they were going to play volleyball games between Rutgers and UCLA. I didn't really think about it in terms of anything other than, like, football. But, yeah, that's a good point. Like, that travel bill is going to be insane. Like, did anybody think about that part of it, like, well, they, to your point? They did, but the money's so big, I don't think it matters. The football will cover it is essentially what they're saying. That's wild. And Imagine the golf teams. Where are we going, by the way? Yeah, we can go deeper dive into this, but where are we going? We're going uh, into a three-mega conference situation, right? I mean, is that what we're looking at? We're looking yeah. at a, a Big Ten model, an SEC model that has 20 teams in it eventually, and then we get, like, this some kind of combo of the ACC, Pac-12, Big 12. Well, it sounds is like... Is that it, where we're falling? It sounds like everybody's jumping out of the ACC, too. Well, yeah, so I mean some combination, right? The leftovers yeah. there or whatever else. Yeah, everybody's leftovers will slide into the, the other conference. Maybe we should name the new conference. We should name all the conference. We should change all the names. Well, that's true, too, because the Big Ten is kind of stupid. Yeah, it's yeah. the Big Ten's got to change. The SEC honestly has to change. Well, the SEC at least fits. I mean, to their credit, it just means more anyway, and even the name is yeah. fitting. I think you got to change it. I think you just got to rebrand all three of them, and then the third one's like the, the leftovers. Big, bigger, best. We got three. And it gets to be best. As you see, it just means more. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I think that is kind of the biggest uh, change, uh, probably the biggest story that passed through over these last couple of weeks. Uh, we'll talk about some of them. You, I, I don't want to revisit the last two weeks, but we seriously haven't talked about them at all. And so I think uh, that is one of the big things. Like That's like an earthquake kind of thing in sports, in collegiate sports. And we've seen a lot of earthquakes, a lot of rumbles in college sports, NIL, from scandals to this. And, and we wondered when this was coming. What's crazy about this is we feel this stuff coming where this might be like these mega conferences, these power conferences, these potential split from the NCAA. The SEC will have its own deal, own playoff, whatever, all these kind of conversations. And we see these things coming, and then all of a sudden, you're sitting there cooking hot dogs, drinking a beer, and watching fireworks, and UCLA and USC come to the Big Ten. You're like, What? just happened is that real yeah it's kind of gross it's really bizarre and uh there's a lot of things that happened over these last couple of weeks to me that like i'm not a big fan of saying like i understand that for it's like you've got to admit there's a problem right and the problem relies with people uh, lies with people my age and above uh mostly and, and maybe even a little younger and i'm 45 so it, this is where our problem is and, and this has been like this for decades, and this is like this without just sports, but I'm going to talk relative to sports. Our problem is we, we frown upon change right away. We're like, ugh, what the hell? What's wrong with us? What's wrong with this? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with them? That's what we do. Like Every time something's like super different, that's kind of what we do Like as, as just a society. When you're a certain age. Now, I think if you're a younger kid or you're in, in your 20s, you probably have a little more of an appetite for that because you didn't grow up the way the 35, 38, 45, 
50, 60-year-old did with what now looks like this 180-degree turn of how we saw it unfold. And by the way, part of our problem is we didn't mind it the way it was. Like, why this seismic change when we didn't really ask for change that much in some of our sports things? And I think this is where that fits. And so we have this major problem with, with like, this conference shakeup. Like, why are you doing this? This doesn't make any sense. And I, but I think that's more of an us problem sometimes. And I, th- I like to get beyond that. I'm like, okay, I acknowledge that. I even raise my eyebrows. I'm like, why are they doing this? And I'm like, okay, what does it mean? And let's just not say, um, well, this can't be good because that's not the way it's always been done. Like, I really don't like when people say that. Uh, I don't mind it when you first acknowledge it like that. Oof, that is a shock to the system. That is a there's a bit of an earthquake in my my head. But let's just not say it can't be good because maybe it can be better. Like maybe some of these big changes can be better. And I just lived in a world the last week that is a lot like that. And Casey, I really want your thoughts on this. Probably won't make this a whole segment right now, but I just watched like nine of Ty's baseball games in Fort Myers. Mm -hmm. I spent the high school watching a lot of ball. This doesn't happen, by the way, in the softball world, so it just happens in the baseball world right now, and it happens at the high school level up and probably in the college level and maybe even to some degree in the pro level that I don't hear, but I doubt at the pro level as much. And I am telling you, Casey, when you were playing, you were playing how long ago? Uh, Sorry, five years ago? Okay, roughly. How chirpy were your dugouts? Not like the other team. something had to happen. Like there was not like when the dude came out to play first and we were in that dugout, it wasn't like on site. Like something had to happen. Okay. But once you were provoked, pretty, pretty solid. Pretty chirpy. Yeah. Okay. But I think, see, that's five years ago. We are seeing a change in front of our eyes, like as parents and as baseball people. This is a baseball only thing right here. Okay. And this is like a youth baseball thing. Like I'm talking high school, travel ball, college. Because I'll go to college as well on this. I think this happens in college. And it is so chirpy across the diamond from dugout to dugout. They rib the hell out of each other. Like, it's amazing. And then they go shake hands after the game. They don't throw at each other. There's not really fights. It's intense. I mean, I haven't seen a fight yet. And I've watched a lot of ball in the last couple of years. But this is, this is the new day. And so I, I liken these two things that have happened to me. Like this new, like college football and and college landscape and now i'm watching this unfold in front of my eyes i'm like what is going on and you know who can't handle it casey the The, moms the parents yeah the parents can't handle it because it's so different to us and then when you're like losing the mom's really like i can't believe you're saying that about johnny well johnny's saying that about the other kid too mom right you know they don't get it they're listening to just one side well then the dad's like yesterday holy cow i i took the high road here I got I'm some, proud of you. I got some bad dad video. Do you really? Of the opposing team. No way. That would probably not look good. It's not like the worst. Like, I doubt 60 minutes would take it. No, it's it. it you're, but, you're putting it in that category. Like, it might be that bad. It's, you need to tweet it. It's Well, it doesn't take, like, crazy bad to, to go, like, viral these days, right? I need to see it at a bare minimum. But people already, like, this is already a topic, like, dads in sports or moms in sports or youth sports, right? It's already a thing. And this one yesterday, like, I hadn't seen this one yet, where the dads, and not just one dad, but dads, and, and I will give our, our, our dugout is chirpy, okay? I'm going to admit that. 
Our dugout said, Ty, the leader of the chirping. <laughs> that doesn't chirp much, but I don't want to admonish him from anything. I'm just yes. saying our, our dugout is chirping. And, again, the kids, both dugouts go back and forth. I, it's a weird day. Like, it's weird. I'm not, like, approving of it. I'm just telling you, that's how it is. Like, whether you like it or not, that is how it is. Yeah. And they shake hands after. It's like, I keep telling people, this was a topic, like, every day. I keep telling people, it's like when we played basketball and backyard football and we gave each other, it's like when you play ping pong and you give each other a hard time. Well, they've brought it to organized sports. And that's just this new day. By the way, coaches, you can't yell at the kids for a dead dugout because they're cheering. In fact, you got to shut them up. And credit to the coaches, they usually are like, hey, cheer your own guys, cheer your own guys, right? They try to police it. And, and again, I haven't seen a fight. I just see a lot of intensity and back and forth and blah, 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 blah. Well, moms don't like it sometimes. I, I've, I've learned that. It's true. And the dads on this team yesterday, they're a very good team. I enjoyed watching them play. They were really good. And, uh, but the dads were like wow, saying man. the stuff yeah. like the kids would say in the dugouts. Yeah. And they're saying stuff at, like, in this instance, our kids. Like some some of the specific players, which I don't think you should do. As yeah, a I can't get on board. With I think that. that violates like the parent code. Like cheer for your own team, right? You'd like the own kids to play cheer for their own team too. But if they're going to go back and forth inside the lines, that's one thing. It's probably better if you don't antagonize and elevate and escalate. And I'm just telling you, folks, that was my observation from the last week. Like if you w- wait till you get to high school baseball and college baseball and travel baseball at this age, and you're going to see it, and you're going to be like. What is this? What are we doing here? What are we going? Like, I asked coaches, like college coaches and stuff. I'm like, does this, like, bother you? And they're like, ah, just kind of the way it is. Like, it's not like a knock against the kids. Nice. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, you would think it would be. Hey, I mean, it's it, it's passion, you know? And I don't think you see it in the in pro ball because I do think you still get some policing. I think there's a lot of respect for the pro players. Like, these kids are so, there's somewhat, so obviously there's some immaturity here. Or maybe there's just not enough like, respect across the diamond, even though I think all these, a lot of these good players know each other because they play in certain events. Right. But again, my message to the parents would be like, just cheer for your own guy because you escalate the situation. And right now, my observation is the parents can't handle it. And by the way, I'm not taking myself out of it. Like, it's weird to me. Like, I can't stop talking about it and thinking about it when I'm at a game. It's like, what is going on? And is this going to escalate into a brawl? And you know what? It never happens. It's, it's it, wild it, you say that, by the way, because I went to my cousin's soccer game, and he's like 15, 16, and there was two different fights. Oh, there were? Between the kids. Really? Like, the one kid dumped another kid on his head, and then the other kid just came up and whopped him, and nobody got carded, and they're 16. Soccer was the sport to play, folks, if you want to fight. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. Nobody got carded. And by the way, there, there are always going to be some melees or whatever in sports even as you get a little older there's more of them like they, they will have their own. but you would think there'd be one every game and what you hear yeah and there's not just shake hands after the game nice job which is a wild thing after, by the after way. just yapping why do we have to shake hands well i think you know i do see less of that now because of covid that's what came out of covid is a lot of people would just do the wave oh not, that's interesting yeah i didn't even think about that yeah n- not Across the board, but I think there's a lot more waving and less line shaking. Like, but Little League, I'm with it, right? Little League, shake hands yeah, with yeah. it. But if I'm playing in perfect game, bro, no. Yeah. I don't need to shake hands with you. Well, after all the chirping, I'd, I'd, I'd advise not shaking hands. There you go. <laughs> parents fight parents, don't fight kids. <laughs> my big, two big observations, USC and UCLA coming to the, to the Big Ten and chirping.
in baseball. Go after Brent. He's looking for a fight at the next game is what it sounds like. Just don't come <laughs> after don't Tyler come after me. Um, and by the way, I got video of some of you parents. You might Uh-oh. not like it. Uh-oh. Get him. Exposed. Camera's rolling. Exposed. We'll be back. Uh, hey, Jacksonville Sharks Day on ESPN 690. Uh, good to be back here on ESPN 690. Rossi said you got emotional when you got the news. Can you describe what you were feeling in that moment? No. Um... It's just years of, of hard work and everything that goes into it. You think about all the people that helped um, along the way, family, friends. Um, I got super emotional then, talking to my family. Um, I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it hasn't set in, but I, I don't know if I could contain those uh, much. Was that coming out of the NHL draft? Not even close. That's <laughs> That was coming out of uh, the players being named to the Major League Baseball All-Star game. Uh-huh. That was one of the players. Who was it? That was the Cubs' second All-Star with 34 wins and 52 losses, Ian Happ. I'm happy for Ian Happ. I just think it's funny the Cubs have two All-Stars. Yeah. you said. Do, do they still do the thing where every team has to have one? Yes. They do do that? Every team has to have one, and Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols did not count, so the Tigers have another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That's actually but is, I saw that owner. Is that new too? Is the Manfred like like All Star exception? Has that been in place for a while? No, I don't think so. I think it's because they're both well, Pools is retiring and yeah, yeah. it's safe to us. I don't mind that. Yeah, well here's the one thing I don't know. I don't know if I love it or not, but this I didn't know the answer to this when my friend asked, because I said I hate this. He's like, Well, didn't they do that with Kyle Ripken in two thousand one? And I was like, I don't know. I know he's on the team. Well the fans might have voted them in. Oh, uh, that could be. You know, because back in uh I don't even know the breakdown anymore, but it used to be heavily fan. Yeah, I mean, it's still fan for the starters, but like... The starters are still fans? Yeah. Okay. But neither of those guys won, obviously. I don't know. So. I don't know that for a fact back then, uh, but I think, I'm pretty sure that Ripken probably would have got in because of the fan and the popularity contest, and they knew what was going on, savvy baseball fans, all that stuff, almost I like you. a campaign for them. I don't know that for a fact, but uh, I don't know. Because that's the only one I can them. think of that it was like... I mean, Jeter, but Jeter got voted in every year, so it's different. Well, Jeter was a lot like the Ripken. Is, I think that's a good comparison. I think the fans knew, Yeah. right? And by the way, Jeter was still playing okay at the end. Yeah, no like, it was reasonable, off, but, you know? So I, it's, a, it's a cool thing. Uh, I'm with it, I guess. I didn't love it at first, but I'm more into it. But if they do it every year with, like, random dudes, I'll hate it. Hardest, uh, this, this is fun, uh, just off topic real quick. Hardest all-star game to make right now. Basketball, is it? I think so. Just because of sheer less numbers. People. Yeah, less people. Well, but there's less people to pick from too. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. Because of roster size, so it's all relative in that regard. True. I would say. I mean, when you look at it, I think it's obviously not the NFL because you go through three waves of people once the first people are announced, and then they all drop out. The second wave, and then they all drop out, and you get third wave. Um, I think NHL does a good job. So I'm sticking with basketball because I think MLB, like, it's funny. If you're if you're the closer on a bad team and your ERA is under three and you have 15 saves, you're making it. You're the one all-star on that team. So I think I'll go with basketball. I yeah. think Then there's, like, when you think of basketball, you can name, I don't know, 12 superstars pretty easily, and that doesn't leave room for really anybody else because the positions at that point don't matter. 
Okay, I, I like I, – I'm not sure you're wrong here because I have been on record as saying I think the NBA has more stars and good players than they've ever had. Uh, but, by the way, I think that's the case in a lot of sports. Like, I think there are more good quarterbacks in the NFL than we've ever seen. I, I'm on record saying that countless times. And I do think Major League Baseball has a lot of really good players – and I don't know if in them, it's hard for me to say, oh, yeah, in the landscape of Major League Baseball, we're talking, they have, there are more good players now than there have ever been. Partly I, I say that because I don't know what the delineation is anymore. I mean, we have less guys hitting over 300 than have ever played the game, right? So that's not the delineation. You know, home runs, 20-plus. Like Austin Riley is a guy that did not make it, right, mm-hmm. for the Braves. Correct. And you can, what, well, he's got 23 home runs. Yeah, he's okay. And, and the Braves fans are, I think, a little upset that he didn't make it. Mm. But to your point, take away the guys that, like, they have to make it because their team stinks, but somebody's got to get on. Yeah. Well, a guy like Austin Riley with 23 home runs, that tells me it's pretty hard to make the All-Star game. If you got 23 in the first half of the year and yeah. you can't get in. Yeah, I hear you. And I think he's had some big moments. Uh, well, last night was certainly one big one, or yesterday was a big one. I think uh, yesterday was the walk-off. But... Anyway, I don't know the answer to this. Uh, I would probably lean toward basketball. And and one one reason I would lean toward basketball a little bit is I think you do have maybe some players that have huge names that their game isn't as big as their name anymore, but they're going to get in. You know what I mean? Baseball or basketball? Basketball. I don't think there's as much of that in Major League Baseball. Yeah. I mean, probably. Like, you're always going to go into it. Not that these guys aren't good, but, like, LeBron, KD, Giannis, Luka. Like, it's you're full. Kyrie. Yeah. If, yeah. if Kyrie would play, like, he'd get in. Like, yeah. your team just fills up so fast. Yeah, that's true. And then there are a lot of guys like just not everyday names that are really good players. And their numbers support being, you know, in, in the All-Star game. So, anyway, that was a quick thought. Uh, it is Jacksonville Sharks Day here on ESPN 690. We did this, I think it was a couple years ago. I'm not sure if we've done it annually, but I think we did it a couple years ago. And uh, we like to celebrate local sports. And there's some uh, of the local sports scene we probably don't talk every day about on the radio. Jacksonville Sharks would be one of them. So each and every day for the next two weeks leading up to training camp, we'll highlight one of the local organizations, sports teams, colleges, and give them a little bit of love. And we'll have some guests on. We'll have some Jacksonville Sharks, uh, including coach and a couple of players, join the program throughout the uh, afternoon up until 6 o'clock today. Tomorrow will be UNF Osprey Day. And just to give you a heads up, Wednesday will be Jacksonville Armada Day. And by the way, the Armada in the playoffs and playing really well. So that's kind of an under-the-radar story around here that we'll bring to the surface coming up on Wednesday during their day. But uh, for now, it's Jacksonville Sharks Day here on a Monday on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN uh, 690. I was thinking of this over the 4th of July, Casey. Uh, first mm-hmm. of all, hope Amanda's doing well. And how is Blue? Uh, Amanda's good. Blue is also well. Did uh, did, did did you handle 4th of July? Because I've got a little something to tell. Like, I was going to tweet this, and every time I went to tweet it, I forgot. But I do think it's a bit amazing. Hmm. I don't remember seeing one firework over the 4th of July. Oh, not me. I didn't see one. I, I think I saw one on Friday in Colorado. Like, so that would have been a few days earlier over the ball field, like Kaylee was playing. Sure. But I'm being honest with you. Like, I don't remember on the 3rd or 4th, which is where you would see the most. Uh, and at that time, I was in Colorado. And, again, I could have gone and found them. I'm just – where I was, I didn't see yeah. a firework, which is pretty odd. 
Yeah, n- not me. I celebrated all of our favorite holidays here in America. July 3rd, July 9th, July 7th, all days that I saw fireworks, <laughs> as well as July 4th. July 9th, we're still shooting off fireworks yeah, around ju- here. Yeah, I, yeah just, just the other day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the fireworks uh, were in plenty where I live, and uh, Blue, you know, we made it through. Try and take her out on, like, the 3rd and 4th was rough because it was nonstop, but... Um, we, we made it through, but if you're still shooting off fireworks July 9th, you might just want to stop and maybe go into the firework field, maybe go into the promotions team field at a minor league baseball, potentially the shrimp. They do fireworks on a lot of nights, including every Friday. So if you really want to set off fireworks on July 9th, maybe just look for a new uh, business venture and shoot off fireworks in minor league baseball because we don't need them in our neighborhoods on July 9th. I was listening to a podcast. I, I do that a lot these days now. It's like I've just learned that podcasts exist. Feels like it. It does. Like, and now I'm like hooked on a couple of different ones. But I was listening to someone talk about fireworks, and somebody's like, hey, that must be like the best business ever, right? You do it twice a year, three months a year, whatever it might be, and you probably make a mint. And I was listening to this person who's into the in the fireworks business. Yeah. I guess it was like a family business. And they said, this was fascinating. They said, it, it's actually not. Like, you make money. You make good money, but it's really like... They said, can you can you buy fireworks still on like July fourth, uh, all the way up until like six o'clock or, or so. all night long, probably right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they said they actually don't break even at all these locations that they have. And again, this is one that would probably be pretty bigger location yeah. from a scale standpoint. And and I have no idea how true. I'm just taking their word for it because well, they're in the business until like six or seven o'clock at night on July fourth. Really? And then everything after that. Is bonus is is where they make their money. So like by Which, July 9th, people. <laughs> yeah, July ninth people. But I, I guess it makes sense because people will wait till the last second based on the weather and if it's raining and all that stuff. But you can really get hammered by the weather, I would assume, True. if you're in the firework business. Yeah. So all those folks, I mean, I think they do make good money at the end of the day, but it's like a nerve wracking day and time period. That's wild. Yeah, isn't it? Like I, now, I'm like fascinated to go read more about the firework business. I'm gonna tell you, somebody DM the ESPN account. And was like selling fireworks. And they were like, oh, we'll give on Instagram. They were like, oh, we'll give you a deal. I've never read, left somebody on red so fast. I was like, no, I hate fireworks. Like you're anti-dog. I'm anti-fireworks. <laughs> I'm not anti-dog. I'm more anti-firework. I mean, Ty hasn't been bitten by a dog. He's been hit by a firework. It's the worst. <laughs> like, it's But I'm so not, bad. I'm not anti-firework anyway. I am. Because I don't have a dog. Exactly. See? Yeah, it's fair. Like it's a, it, like uh, it wasn't even the fourth. Somebody two houses down from us, Minister Zach, he's a good guy. He lost his dog on, like, July 3rd. Oh, I was no. like, got out. I was like, ah, I, I think they found it. But oh, was, oh, like, he didn't lose lose his dog. He, well, his dog got out. Oh, and I, it's unconfirmed I, if I they have found it. Died. I have not talked to him. Well, it might be now. Well, I don't can know. we help him? We tried to help him on the day of. I don't know what happened. I haven't talked to Minister Zach since. But uh, it just, we, we get too many dogs getting, like, scared and ran out of their house. Like, it's such a... I hate fireworks. They're the worst. Well, I hope everybody's dogs did okay on fire on the fourth. Yeah, and hopefully everybody had a good fourth. Yeah. Uh, how about one other observation of what we missed over the last couple of weeks? How about Joey? I mean, you gonna wrestle now? You gonna MMA? Joey Chestnut, I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm with you now. Um, that yeah, was that, wild. That was a wild thing. Like I. I didn't watch it live because, like, that's not an event I watch live. Yeah, I, mean, I know that's surprising probably to most. Uh, but, yeah, I can't watch that live. So when I watched it back, I didn't fully realize that the competition was still happening until, like, my third or fourth watch back. 
And then I also considered the fact that there's no doubt and no argument. He tried to kill that man. <laughs> he tried to <laughs> snap his neck. And I'm not even mad at it. Of course, he was going to... Uh, I was lost, yeah. He was... But he had like a... Like, he was on crutches, too. Right? Didn't he come out with crutches? Yes, he came out of the bus in crutches. Yeah. Joey Chestnut, by the way, is he the most underrated athlete of all time? Well, that, that's an interesting... Well... I would not put him in athlete territory. Yeah, see, I thought the same thing for years. Now I can't argue it because there are very few that are high level at any sport. There are maybe even fewer that can eat hot dogs that fast and survive and snap a guy's neck at the same time. I think he should work like sporting event games in security because he did a heck of a job. Dude, he tried to kill him. There's no doubt about it. Like, you can't even argue it. He on him like <laughs> there was some call of duty stuff man he mm, tried to end it so i like he's probably should get bashed for that a little more but honestly i'm just i was like all right i respect it that's funny like uh, people don't mind that stuff like you can ham you can do that you can do whatever you want if you're like defending yourself now if you're on the attack the american people or society in general or social media will hammer you but if like you're in that situation I saw something float around from some concert where a security guy comes and pushes somebody who had who had raced the stage or rushed the stage, and this guy goes flying like ten rows deep, and nobody's at saying like, "Dang, that security guy should be fired." Exactly. You know, like it's the one area where it's like no holds barred. If you're going to act like an ass, <laughs> then whatever happens to you. Nobody's coming into your defense. It was wild, bro. It was such a wild thing. Like, that video was everywhere. If you haven't seen it and you're confused, we're talking about Joey Chestnut. Some dude ran on the it's hot dog quick, eating too. Stage. Like, you almost have to watch it a few times. Yeah, you it will miss really it. really fast. It happens really fast. And then watch it a few times to see him, like, really spin and try to end the dude's life when he steps his neck. But, yeah, dude rushed the stage and he, he did that. But, yeah, I saw the video posted by 50 different people. And never once was there a comment like, uh, he could have killed him. Like, n nobody brought it up. Like, we all just looked at it and we're like, okay. Good sweet. work. Good work. Good <laughs> nice job. Because I guess that guy, in theory, could have killed Joey Chestnut if he ran up there with, like, a knife or something. Uh, but By the way, like, I, I do think people reference in their minds, they really do consider, like, the Monica Seles situation. Like, it, that's what goes through your mind. And you feel for that person in that spot where you might not be able to defend yourself. And so, therefore, it's no holds barred. And whatever happens to that jerk that did it, right? fine. Like, I, I do believe, like, that's in all of our, that still lives in a lot of our minds. And maybe there's a younger population that doesn't make sense to, and you can go look it up. But, like, in my mind, like, that's the one that stands out from a, like, some an athlete that can't really see it coming. Like, that's not what you prep for. You wouldn't think that would happen on, on anything. And there I just called Joey Chestnut an athlete. Because he is. And, by the way, the biggest part of this that we haven't mentioned yet, if you haven't seen the clip, he did not stop eating. Yeah, he just kept going. He was eating a hot dog while snapping a dude's neck. I do have... Tell me he's not an athlete. On the rundown today, by the way, a topic I have most underrated athletes, and it's not to do with Joey Chestnut because I'm not be. sure I, I give him that. But I, I wonder if Joey Chestnut is, like, the most... Like, he's got to be in the conversation for most famous person for doing, like... Eating. The oddest, like, skill. Yeah. Like in our society. And would, would Joey Chestnut be as big without 
social media, or is it Sports Center that makes him so big? No, Sports Center helped that man more than anybody. Really? Yeah, like people say, LeBron's always on Sports Center. Not look, Joey's not on all the time, but July Fourth, he's the lead story, he's the mid story, and he's the top ten moment. Yeah, because the big dude that chugs like the gallon or whatever, which is wild, which as is well. also wild. Yeah. Like he doesn't get near as much love. Absolutely not. And, he's no and social media is not making him a star. No. So you're right. I think ESPN has actually made Joey Chestnut a star. They posted a clip of him getting out of the bus on the crutches. Like, yeah, they, did he, they made the storyline. Like, they have to fill programming that day. And they do a good job. <laughs> we'll be back. Uh, Saya Burley, the coach of the Jacksonville Sharks, will join us next. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. It's Shark Day. Jacksonville Sharks Day here on ESPN 690 as we celebrate the local teams and colleges for the next couple of weeks before we hit training camp for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz here on a Monday. Welcome back, or thanks for being back. Welcome back to us after a little bit of a hiatus on the show. It is uh, good to be back, and the Jacksonville Sharks coming off a nice win as they beat the number one team in the league, Carolina, 63-26 to in the Shark Tank the other night. And uh, right now, Coach Saya Burley joins us, uh, head coach of the Jacksonville Sharks. Coach, uh, another nice win. You guys got off to a slow start this season, but they're playing uh, really good ball right now. Yeah, we, uh, we're getting getting everything uh, in order, getting ready for this playoff run. We're getting some pieces back. We have uh, injury-infested season, so uh, it's good to get healthy. What's the, uh, obviously, outside of health, I mean, what do you think uh, your team, from a strength standpoint, matching up against these other teams as you, as you try to get that number two seed, um, what are you going into this stretch of the season thinking, hey, we are good at this? Well, we've got a pass rush. You know, we, it's, it's, a, it's a quarterback-driven league, so uh, to stop quarterbacks, you've got to have that pass rush. And uh, we've added some pieces late in the season, um, and we've got healthy uh, and we've got that pass rush going now where it's very disruptive on quarterbacks. You know? And so, uh, you know, we got a uh, quarterback in Arville Nelson uh, and Mike Faithful on the roster as well. So we, we feel good about our quarterback and we feel good about getting after other people's quarterbacks right now. Coach Cy Burley joining us here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You know, Coach, uh, you. I've followed Arena League for a bit. I, obviously, the Jacksonville Sharks been around here for a dozen years, but before that, uh, maybe it was in Albany or in other spots as you watch it, and you don't think defense. So it's interesting to hear you say pass rush. Um, is it almost an advantage to have something on that side of the ball when most everybody's focus is on the offensive side of the ball in this game? Yeah, you know, it, <clears throat> this is an old-school arena football two-way game, um, and so you really – very difficult to be dominant on both sides of the ball, uh, just based on you know your style of, of recruiting of players. You know, you you'd be the kind of heavy O line guys, or you kind of heavy D line guys. You kind of got to pick your poison and figure out what's going to be the best uh, identity for you as a team. And we've kind of went D line heavy and turned D line into O line, um, being able to block a little bit. And so we're able to get after the pass rush. Now early in the season, you know that's that's tough because they're they're D linemen, so they don't really. Uh, know how to pass block, but as they start to get it, you know, and we can five step a little more, uh, take our lumps early and uh, down the stretch, create havoc like it did last night. That's pretty cool. Uh, what's a road trip like for you guys? I think uh, you're off to uh, San Antonio right this week. Uh, what what does that look like for the Jacksonville Sharks? Yeah, so we uh, we got a road trip to San Antonio. We leave uh, Friday. We get in Friday and uh, we we'll walk through and. and stay overnight and, and stay there on, on Saturday and play the game Saturday. But um, it's it's uh, 
It's a, it's a way game um, for us. Uh, it's business as usual. Uh, San Antonio is a good team. We went uh, toe-to-toe here in one of the last games. Um, so we're looking for a dogfight for sure going to their, their, their house, and uh, we need to we need to get a win because every win is crucial with the seating right now. By the way, the uh, Sharks, uh, you can watch them Saturday night, a little watch party at Dick's Wings and Grill. Uh, also check them out on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter as well for the Jacksonville Sharks as we celebrate one of the local teams here in the area. On ESPN 690, it's Jacksonville Sharks Day. Devin Wilson, the wide receiver, will join us in the next hour. Right now it's Saya Burley joining us here on ESPN 690. Coach, all these other leagues uh, popping up in the football area, right? Obviously, you got the big college game. you got the NFL. Everybody knows about it. Well, now you've got things that have tried to pop up, like these spring leagues or, or the USFL and the XFL, XFL. What does that mean for the future of Arena League? Uh, do you think it will always have its spot and its niche, if you will? Or do you think you'll see a potential exodus of players trying to get into those kind of leagues and therefore water down maybe some of the talent that, that could be showing up in the Arena League? What, is, what, is, what are the conversations like around those topics for you guys? I mean, there's just a, a plethora of players out there. You know, it's just, it's, a, it's always, you know, new players come out of college every single year. Um, so there's plenty of football to go around, plenty of players to go around. Definitely, uh, you know, make the phone calls in the offseason to these guys that are young coming out. Um, everybody's trying to make more money. So if those leagues are offering more money, they're all trying to, uh, to, to go cash in for sure, you know, so – um, and which is why we got this, the late, the late addition with Mike Faithful. You know, he was uh, supposed to go to one of those, one of those leagues and uh, have some connections there, and end up falling through. But yeah, that's that's a part of the recruiting, um, I guess, challenge. You know, is, is if there's leagues like that popping up that offer more money, but again, they all can't make it. So we end up getting some talent that falls through, and uh, either sooner or later, sometimes it's the beginning of the season, sometimes mid season, we we add a guy like David Gilbert that played another league, and. It, it didn't go out well for him. Uh, he ended up not liking it. He ended up coming and joining us um, late midseason and definitely is addition to the pass rush we got. So that's kind of the challenge of it. So you like you like the health of arena uh, football, right, and and the oh, future? Oh, sure. So, I mean, arena's, uh, I think arena's going to be around. I mean, um, there's a lot of different arena leagues um, uh, for sure. So, you know, the talent level of, of, of the type of players that play the indoor game, it's, it's easier to find guys that have some indoor experience. Um, with all the leagues that are popped up, so uh, and it's definitely uh, I think every fan that's ever tried it has never I've never heard anybody complain about it because it's exciting, it's fast paced, it's a short field, so scoring is high. Uh, it's like a basketball game. Um, so I think we got our own niche, you know, in, in the market, and I think everybody who, who goes to games enjoys it. You know, I think it's going to be around. Yeah, well, I think you're right, and that's been a cool thing. And you guys are around and hanging right around the top uh, of the standings. Good luck chasing an NAL championship uh, once again. Uh, let me leave you with this. Uh, a lot of these guys have different jobs. Over the years, as you've coached Arena League, what's like the oddest job, like secondary job, a guy had to, to earn some money while he was playing for you? <laughs> Uh, I've heard it all, man. I just heard uh, one guy had a, a fans only. <laughs> I don't know what, what, what yes, he was doing. Yeah, but they're doing all kinds of stuff to make money, man. <laughs> telling you. Hey, whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes to keep the dream alive, right? Whatever it takes, man. These guys are doing it. Yeah, from bouncing to, you know. I've heard it all, man. Yeah, and well, you hear a lot like substitute teaching. Like, that's a common thing, right? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Devin Wilson's a teacher. Yeah. You know, so he does his teaching. Um, uh, I've heard it all. So a lot of guys uh, try to do part-time work when they're out of state. Some of these guys are local, so they have, you know, better jobs. But, you know, um, it's, 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 a, it's an ongoing, you know, uh, 
I guess, a uh, challenge for me to try to find them jobs, too. We, we do a great job with the organization, but I also try to make sure I, I work the community, my relationships, get guys jobs. I have a guy that works at Sherman Williams, and he's trying to get him jobs painting. And some other guys I know that are local, um, you know, you can never have enough jobs for these guys. Very good. Uh, well, keep up the good work, Cy Burley. We appreciate you taking a few minutes, and, and good luck this week in San Antonio and finishing off the season. All right, thank you. But uh, that's Coach Burley from the Jacksonville Sharks. Jacksonville Sharks Day on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We'll talk to Devin Wilson. How, how much do you think he makes on the fans-only account is what I, I guess would be the next question. I'm not sure Coach would know that answer. What a, what a scenario. <laughs> that's you awesome. Know? That I, was good. <laughs> that's fantastic. That might lead us right into some Zach Wilson talk. <laughs> Golf clapping Zach Wilson right after this here on ESPN 690 on a Monday.